0: You are listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is by Pastor Kelly Smith. Grace, mercy, and especially God's peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear friends, in Christ's basis for our meditation today is the Ephesians text. And I want to read it for your hearing again, and, and we'll explain a little bit about what it how it comes to be. It says, So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith Here ends the text. You may be seated. As we begin, we we need to know a little bit about the book of Ephesians. And Ephesians is a letter that Paul wrote to a church, the church that he had founded, the church that he had spent the most time at. He spent three years in Ephesus. And so he really worked hard on training them up, on teaching them all about what God's word was and, and what their practice was. And now he's... Left there, he's now in prison again. You know, he's you know, you have a call committee going on right now, and if you had a pastor and they said, Well, the pastor's been in prison like three times, you might go, Okay, his name's off our list. But Paul still writes with, with authority, he still writes with passion, and he still has great heart and concern for this church. It is his baby, if you will. Later on, he'll send Timothy to minister to this church to be the pastor, the overseer of it because of a problem they will have with false doctrine creeping in. And so Ephesus really has Paul's heart, if you will. And he writes because there's a little bit of an issue going on. The primary issue in Ephesus was the division between the Jews and the Gentile believers. You see, they just weren't getting along. And it's important that we recognize that where their division comes from. Their division came from different backgrounds, but it also came from the fact that Paul was in jail. And who put him in jail? The Gentiles. And so Paul begins in this text, in this portion we have, he said, "...so I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory." He says, you're upset that I'm suffering, but it's not about me, it's about you. And that's why the title of this sermon is, It's Not All About You. You see, God will sometimes use us, well, we pray that he will. God, use me. Make me an instrument in your kingdom. And then when he does use us, we go, well, God, why are you punishing me? I didn't like this. This isn't how I anticipated it. I'm sure on the road to Damascus, Paul never thought, yeah, I'll go to jail a bunch of times, I'll be beaten, I'll eventually lose my life for my faith in Jesus Christ. But he says, as Jesus does in the garden, not my will, but thy will be done. So Paul writes to the Ephesian church and says, guess what? What I am suffering is for your glory. What I am suffering is not to bring you apart, it is to put you together. We often cry out in our lives, it isn't fair. You know, God, it doesn't seem fair. We had a faithful Lutheran pastor, one of our brothers in Christ, who was murdered this week outside his church in Fort Dodge, Iowa. Pastor Henderson was, was murdered. And we go, it doesn't seem fair. I always taught my confirmands, the first rule of life, not the first commandment, but the first rule of life is life is not fair. All other questions refer to rule number one. And I am very glad we do not have a fair God. Because a fair God would say that I deserve to be in hell. A fair God would not take my sins upon himself. A fair God would look at me and shake his head and go, nope, not that one. But because of the unfairness of God, my sins are laid upon the feet of Jesus Christ. Because of the unfairness of God, we might suffer that others may know the glory of God. That others may come to recognize who he is. That others may come to see how we live through our struggles and still praise God. Like I said, this struggle with Paul being arrested by the Gentiles was causing some problems in the church. And you may have in your own life some personal issues. It might be with a group of people. It might be with a race of people, unfortunately. Boy. But it would probably come from something that affected you earlier on. You know, we're in a political season. It seems we always are nowadays. And it might be Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, whatever. And we begin to paint whatever side is opposite us with one brush. And that's not fair, and that's what Paul is talking about here. He's talking about how we need to deal with the individuals, not deal with the the group, but to understand who people are individually. And he also recognizes something that, again, hope may face very soon. I asked the elders, I said, what what are we looking for in a, in a new pastor here? They said, well, we, we love Pastor Wolfmuller, Wolf but it's not Wolfmuller 2.0. We're looking for somebody who is conservative, liturgical, and, and faithful to the Scriptures. That's great. But that may bring change. That may wind up causing some differences because he will come with a different, different history. That doesn't mean it's right, it doesn't mean it's wrong, it just means it's different. This morning my wife and I were talking about why Hope has church at 9.15 in the morning. We thought there had to be discussions that somebody wanted it at 9 and some group wanted it at 9.30 and so they compromised. I can tell by your smiles that I'm not far off. And so when we face change in our lives with the old versus the new, You know, I like the way it used to be. It's been said that to confuse the millennials and to overcome them, all the older people have to do is go back to dial phones and stick shift cars. But I like my phone. I like my automatic car. It's a change, but it's not necessarily bad. It's just different. My undergraduate degrees are in advertising and marketing and marketing research. And I do—I tell people I do marketing research. Let me go back a step here. I have a book in my library called Church Bells in the Forest. Church Bells in the Forest is the history of the Missouri Synod's ministry to the Native Americans. When they landed in Missouri, they said we need to reach out with the gospel. So they sent missionaries to Michigan to the Native Americans in Michigan. And they said, well, before we can teach them about God, we've got to teach them God's language. So they taught them German. And we all laugh about that. Because it is amusing. But I started, I do marketing research every day in my car. I hit my seek button. And I hear all types of music. But you know what I never hear? Organ music. I love the organ, I love our hymnody, I love our thing. But if we say the only way that we can worship is by organ music, are we not essentially trying to teach people German? We have to be willing to understand, and that's what Paul was talking about here to the Ephesians. The Jews and the Gentiles were, were, were struggling because the Gentiles were bringing things into the church and the Jews were going, no, that's not the way we've always done it before. Seven words that spell the death of a church. We've never done it that way before. Is our comfort, is our preference more important than the God of the church? This is a question that Paul asks. We have to remember that we serve one God. Understand that the answer to that question may cause you personal pain because it may not be what you like, but it may be what's necessary for the kingdom of God. And so then the question comes, okay, how do I get over my personal preferences? You know, there's some things that are very hard for us to change. I know there's Bronco fans here, and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling your pain, but I'm a Packer fan, and we're three and one, so we're We're striving. And they both play at 2 o'clock today. So our loyalties will be split in my house. But how do we overcome our personal preferences? And Paul writes in here, he says, So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, The way to overcome struggles we have within the church is simply more Jesus. We draw closer to Jesus. We understand how He served, what He came, what He came to do. He didn't go to the church establishment. Instead, He went to the people. And yet, it was going to cause some struggles. But it was going to cause some change. But it was going to bring about salvation. So the first thing we need is to draw closer to Jesus. The second we need to ask is, is, what is most important to Jesus? What is most important to Him? As a church, what is most important to Jesus for our community, for our neighborhood? You see, God has placed you in a mission field. We've talked about this before, but I, I, I can't emphasize this enough. The place where you live is the place where God has placed you. You might say, well, I pay for it, I pay my rent, I pay my mortgage, I've been here a long time. But yes, but it's God who is in charge of all things. And he has placed you where you are, and guess what? There are people who need to know about Jesus all over the world, but we may not be able to go there. But there are people who need to know about Jesus who live on either side of you, who live across the street. And what are we doing to reach them? What are we doing to share the gospel with them? Because God has put you in a place that you may be the missionary in that community. And so think about your neighbors, and yes, the neighbor who mows the yard too early, the neighbor who smokes meat and it blows into your house. Think about the neighbor who just drives you crazy, and yes, Jesus died for them. Jesus wants you to be a witness to them and if necessary, to even use words. But most importantly, to exemplify the love of Christ that he has shown us. And so we have to ask ourselves that battle, is what is most important to Jesus most important to us? The Jewish Christians in Ephesus were all upset at all the Gentiles because of the way Paul was being treated by some Gentiles. And Paul says, whoa, this is for your glory that this is occurring. This is bringing about a conversation that you need to have. This is bringing about a question of how do we serve God, not necessarily in our old and most comfortable ways, because you all have old, comfortable shoes that are not appropriate to wear to church. I've got mine, they're ripped out, my wife won't let me wear them out of the house. But boy, they're comfortable. But it doesn't mean that they're suited to all things. So what becomes most comfortable to us, we have to ask, is that what God would have us to do? Is that most comfortable to him? Paul ends this portion of the text in verse 19. It says, And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. See, that's the goal that Paul had. That's why he was willing to suffer. Because he wanted the people to know more about Jesus, to be filled to the full knowledge of God. And so let us be intentional in our faith. Let us be intentional and to reach out and to recognize that every person we meet is a person for whom Christ died. That every person we meet has a value to our Savior that we may not see, but boy, he does. So let us not become weary of doing good, but instead let us continue sharing his love and his mercy on a daily basis with everyone we meet. I think that's really the message that Paul is trying to reach out here. He's saying don't divide the church over this. Come together, because there's only one Jesus, and we all worship and serve him. May God be with you this day and each day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was filled with joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word. If you have questions or would like more information about Hope Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.hopeaurora.org. Send an email to office at hopeaurora.org or call us at 303-364-7416. This has been The Word of Hope.